Eagles Entertainment. Everything that move, I don't care who it is. Just do. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Fran Duffy. That's right, another day, and we've got joint practice number one to talk about as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 402. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with Chris McPherson about our takeaways from the first of what will be four joint practices for the Eagles over the next two weeks, and the first of two here in Cleveland, Ohio, as the two teams prepare for their preseason matchup on Sunday afternoon. I thought it was a spirited practice today, good action on both sides. We'll hit on at all here in this episode. But before we get there, a couple of quick things I want to make sure we hit on. Number one, make sure you head on over to our Apple podcast page. Leave us a rating. Leave us a comment. Leave us a question. Make sure you stay subscribed because before we know it, my weekly episodes with Greg Cosell will be up here on this channel, recapping every single Eagles game and previewing the upcoming opponent. We've got plenty in store here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast feed. And if you're subscribed here, make sure you are subscribed as well to the Journey to the Draft podcast. Myself, Ben Fennel, Dane Brugler, breaking down uh, college football, NFL draft prospects on a weekly basis. We just finished our final conference preview for the 2022 college football season. We just broke down the SEC. So Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, all the best schools in the Southeast. We break down every single one of those top prospects on this latest episode. You do not want to miss it. Uh, So make sure you go check that out on the Journey to the Draft podcast feed. That said, let's get into Chalk Talk. Excited to talk through some Eagles-Browns practice with Chris McPherson. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, let's welcome in Chris McPherson as we go through uh, what we saw out on the field in Berea. Uh, I, should, I shouldn't say Cleveland. I should say Berea, Ohio, <laughs> uh, just outside the city limits. But C-Mac, uh, we'll start this off the way we start off every single one of these episodes. Roster notes. I don't think we have any transactions since our last podcast, so uh, maybe just the uh, the latest here uh, for the Eagles from Cleveland. Uh, have we talked since the the cut down? The oh, 80s? you know, not not officially. That's right. We, not, it was before the Eagles made those cuts last two, on uh, on Tuesday. So, a couple of players had to be waived, injured as the Eagles made their way to the eighty five player roster limit. Now they're going to have to get down another cut down next Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday is, I believe it's August thirtieth, is the final cut down all the way to 53. So the three players that were waived injured were Lance Lenore, safety Jared Maiden, and cornerback Jimmy Moreland, who had some playing experience and was claimed off waivers from the Texans, previously played in Washington. Yep. So uh, Eagles get down to 85 there. Uh, Hugo Amadi is on the field practicing. He's wearing jersey number 32, and we worked him in. The Eagles worked him in as a nickel defender today. That's yes. where I saw, first saw him in action on the field today, uh, working with the third-team unit in the slot. So from an injury standpoint, speaking of the defensive backs, James Bradbury, we noted how he left practice early the other day. Well, he was sidelined with a groin injury. Zach McPherson took the first team reps at that right cornerback spot. Was there any rotation whatsoever? No. Zach McPherson was the guy. So this is a very big time for him. I talked to Avante Max after practice and said, you know, Avante, go back to your second season because his rookie season, he was moved all around the formation, but he was made an outside corner in his second season. So what is this time period like? And he said it's going to be big for Zach and he's seen a tremendous growth from him is, you know, understands that this might be a short term opportunity. But if injuries come up during a season, Zach looks to 
looks to be the next guy into the lineup. So James Bradbury was out. Uh, no new injuries, so just going through them real quick. Grant Calcaterra with the hamstring sideline. Christian Ellis, linebacker sideline with the hamstring. Javon Hargrave has a toe injury. Jason Kelsey sideline with the elbow cleanout procedure. Miles Sanders is out with the hamstring injury, and Greg Ward has the toe injury. So that's your injury update from the first day of joint practices. When you said four in the intro, I was like, Four joint practices. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> but uh, no, nonetheless, the first of the two joint practices with the Browns before uh, next week's with the Dolphins. So you may have noticed if you're listening that I asked uh, C-Mac because I wasn't sure about if there was a rotation at the cornerback spot. And that is because the way we've decided to attack this is that uh, today... C-Mac, he spent his time watching the Eagles defense against the Browns offense. I, on the other hand, went and watched the Eagles offense against the Browns defense. There was really only one session where both groups were all together. It was a little bit of a scrimmage uh, at the end of practice, which we will get to here on the podcast. But for our full in-depth notes, what was it, C-Mac? Uh, 20 long takeaways. 20 takeaways. 2,000, about 2,200 words all together. So we were a little delayed because we wanted to get the notes out first. So that's that's, that's why you might be getting this a little later in your feed than than normal because uh, someone had to read through and edit all That's those That's exactly uh, right. Well, uh, and it wasn't Fran. It was not me. You're <laughs> correct. Uh, so by the time you are listening to this podcast, you can go check out our notes and that will have every. I completely emptied out my notebook from everything I saw uh, from the practice field here on Thursday afternoon. Uh, C-Mac, before we get into, I'm thinking the way we can kind of do this is just one general takeaway, like the first thing coming off your on the top of your mind, uh, walking off the field, and then we can kind of go sequentially through the rest of the day. So I will ask you, and then I'll provide mine. Uh, your number one takeaway walking off the practice field, heading to the buses. All right. So again, I'm focused on the defensive side of the ball, so my my observation will come from there, and it's just the impressive depth that the Eagles have along the defensive line. And mm. it's probably not a surprise. I, I know that you're probably looking for something a little more shocking and surprising, but folks. The Eagles are rotating their first, second, third team units on the field. And you're seeing guys like Brandon Graham working with the second unit. Derek Barnett, you know, a former first-round pick, as one of the backups. But the thing is, they would keep the linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties pretty much consistent among each group, first, second, third. The D linemen, okay, you maybe had you know your first line out there with Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat and Jordan Davis getting work with the ones with – with the Hargrave sideline, Milton Williams was getting work with the ones as well today uh, in some of the five-man looks, five-man fronts. But by the time you would get back around to that first-team unit, you might have some of the backup guys, the Marvin Wilsons of the world, mm. you know, working in with that unit. And the Eagles going out there perfectly fine with it, knowing that this may be a situation that happens in a game. So to me, even though it's kind of been emphasized, especially picking up Jordan Davis as a first-round pick in the draft, that the Eagles have uh, an embarrassment of riches at the, along the defensive line. When you see it out there on the field and they're willing to put their second and third team units working against the Brown starters, yeah, it is something to certainly take notice of. Now, you said that there was a lot of rotation uh, up front, and you also mentioned, I know, that the Browns ran a ton of play action today. Yes. Uh, so, I would look going back and looking at that offense over the years, that's always been a big part uh, of what they've liked to do. But uh, a lot of play action, quarterbacks on the move, so your defensive line, you want to get those rotations going so those guys don't get too gassed throughout the course of practice. But it, you, funny you say that. Because before practice, Jonathan Gannon was the coach who spoke with the media, yep. and he was asked about the development of Jordan Davis, and specifically, how was his conditioning? Because that was one of the questions about him coming out in the 2022 NFL draft. And Gannon said, there's been no limitations on him. Yep. And out there on the field today, 
he Davis was the fixture along that first team unit working consistently throughout the day, time in and time out. I was like, Davis has to be gassed. It was by hot. Time. Yeah. It was hot. And I was said he probably played the most reps of any. I wasn't doing a count or anything like that. No training camp stats for me. Right. But nonetheless, he probably played the most snaps of all the defensive linemen today, and he was hustling to the ball time in and time out. It was early. I believe it was the first team period where he clogged up the lane, and the defensive sideline was juicing him up. Mm. They were ready to roll. They they were happy with what they were seeing. So lots of promise from Jordan Davis. Had a nice preseason debut on Friday night. I know you were posting some of the clips from that uh, on the Eagles XO's Twitter account. But also just the fact that, you know, they're, they want to see what he's going to be able to do. They're working him as hard as possible to get him ready because, again, you don't know what the rotation is going to be. You don't know what the injury situation is going to be. I think the Eagles think that there's going to be a nice role for Jordan Davis in year one. Yeah, to your, to your point about the the heat uh, here today, everyone talks about, oh, you get that nice breeze off Lake Erie, you get that the wind off Lake in Berea at the practice field, that is not the case. It was uh, You weren't feeling much of the breeze uh, today. So it was a hot one. That I think the, the guys on both sides uh, from the trenches uh, standpoint uh, were definitely put to the test um, from that end. For me, I would say my big takeaway, I was just so impressed with the Eagles receivers. And it's just funny because these are the things that we've talked about all through camp. But C-Mac, I, I went over, I'm watching individual drills. And then the first period after individual was one-on-ones. All right, so uh, I'm hanging out over with the the trenches because I'm thinking, oh, O-line, D-line, one-on-ones is going to happen. I want to be here for that. That, That's like the number one thing I wanted to see this week. Well, the D-line come over from Cleveland – they're not doing one-on-ones. They're doing two-on-two. They were working on like stunts and games. So I'm like, oh, well, let me run over to receiver DB. I missed the first rep. A.J. Brown has a one-handed catch deep down the field, crazy catch. Uh, So more of what we've seen from A.J. Brown all throughout the summer. I see the end of the second rep, which was Quez Watkins. He runs a great corner out from the slot, creates separation down the field, uh, big catch. Devontae Smith, next route. Fade, deep ball, perfect throw, outstanding catch down the field. Eagles three for three. Jalen Rager, next rep. Curl route, completion. Next rep, Deion Kane, contested slant route, completion. So now I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, like a ball hasn't hit the ground yet. See, Mac, it was like eight or nine reps before a ball hit the ground. Now, I'm going to couch this. The Browns were down two of their top three corners. All right, so that's fine. Everyone gets kind of get bumped up in the rotation. Um, and this is a drill that's always catered to receivers uh, over the corners. Still. That said. Still. I've been watching, this is like, what, my 16th training camp. How many all-star games have I been to with receiver DB one-on-one sessions? You get the sense of what is like a good session versus a bad session. The Eagles receivers were lights out in this session, completely uh, dismantled that secondary. In Again, in the one-on-ones uh, portion of practice. It got a little bit more competitive as the day went on, um, but in the one-on-ones, I mean, Everybody, John Hightower had his best rep of camp. It was an outstanding route, an outbreaker against the rookie third-round pick, Martin Emerson. He breaks free for a catch. Uh, Deion Kane, I mentioned the back, the, the contested slant. He catches a ball on the opposite sideline later. Devontae Smith was three for three. Quez Watkins, three for three. A.J. Brown, two for two. So uh, everybody involved. Uh, Jalen Rager had a great back shoulder catch. So um, all the guys uh, had outstanding receptions. That, to me, was like the one drill. It was like, whoa, uh, these guys came to play off the bus. I guess a couple of things. First, you talked about 
about the Browns injury situation. So I don't have the full extensive list, but you mentioned Denzel Ward yep. not practicing. So, Den- Greg, so Denzel Greg Ward, yeah, he's the, he got paid the big contract, so he he was out um, due to some injury due to an injury. I think I haven't seen the, the official injury report, but Greg Newsom, second year corner, last year's first round pick, he was also out. From what I understand about his usage in camp so far, he has been a starter on the outside, and then when they go to nickel, he is their primary nickel corner. He's a big bodied nickel, um, so hopefully he can work tomorrow because I'd like to be able to see uh, these guys be able to to, uh, to go out there. No Miles Garrett today. Um, it was reported that he has a, a gravely sick family member whose situation has worsened and he wants to be at their side. So, But he's potentially he on, on his way back, though. He's on his way back, but I don't think they're anticipating him taking part uh, in practice. God, so there was some talk that he might. For, he's been away for a few days, so I think they're going to try and work him back uh, slowly. So, And then uh, Jack Conklin along Jack, the offensive line. Call, yep. They're kind of resting him uh, okay. just to make sure that he's ready for the season. I think he's just been starting to get eased back into into team periods. So. Okay. All right. So that was the first one-on-one session. Then they ran. They were there was a, a short water break. I think they did. They might have done special teams in between, and then there was another set of one on ones. This is where the O line D line uh, took place. This one was a much more competitive back and forth. I would say I, I did kind of a play by play in the uh, practice notes. So you can go check those out. I would say the the two guys that stood out most in terms of uh, just the the way they competed throughout uh, Cam Jurgens and Sua Opeta. Uh, both guys had sets of really impressive reps. Both guys I believe had two or three snaps uh, in that drill. Uh, Jurgens did a nice job recovering and a couple of those uh, where it looked like he gave up an initial push and then was just able to reset his anchor. That's something they actually worked on in individual drills and he carried that over to one-on-one. So uh, that's something you can check out in the practice notes. And then Suo Peta had a couple of the most impressive reps overall from that drill. Very impressive to see. So one-on-ones, I did not get to see the Eagles defensive backs going one-on-ones against. They were on the far field. I watched the tight ends and running backs against the linebackers and defensive backs and Kaiser White was the star for the Eagles okay. uh, going against both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. He had a pass. He nearly had a pass breakup on the one, but had sticky coverage, got an interception on the second one. And it was a short pass. Really, really tough to do. So it is very that's like that drill. I think I feel forget who, I was talking with, I believe with Bo Wolf uh, on, from the athletic, like last week um, about that drill in particular like the tight ends and safeties, okay, the, the tight ends win like 99% of the time. It's like, that is, because the safety's working from like 10 yards of depth. It's never press coverage. It's it's always, almost always a catch. Running backs versus linebackers, it's like almost the same. It is so tough for these linebackers to be able to get the ball on the ground or to pull off an interception. So impressive that Kaiser was able to yeah, do that. Yeah, and I thought he was great in coverage consistently throughout the afternoon. Nice. And one of the packages that we saw today was sort of a five-one-five look. Yep. And Kaiser White, he is the, the lone one, backer. He's the lone backer for, for the Eagles defense. Uh, Josiah Scott uh, was actually one of the extra defensive backs for the Eagles as we're trying to figure out you know, what that rotation is going to be, what the depth is, especially at that safety position after you have Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris as your one and two. Uh, Marcus Epps back on the field? Back on the uh, field, yeah. yes, yeah. from the back injury. Yes, it was funny because Gannon was asked about that before practice. Any concern? No, Marcus Epps, uh, full go today. He was out there with the ones. All right, so one-on-one sessions end. Uh, we get our first team period uh, of the day, 11-on-11 action. So uh, the, you know, I'm over with the Eagles offense. The offense takes the field. Uh, C-Mac Hurts goes four for – they have five reps – 
Hertz goes four for four, hands the ball off to, to Boston Scott. They call it a day. Uh, the be- the, I would say the best catch of those four completions for Hertz, uh, Dallas Goddard on a fade down the field, matched up on a corner in Martin Emerson, uh, left sideline. Goddard has to turn and kind of spin and make the catch. There's a fade down the left side. Um, I thought the offensive line also did a really nice job in blitz pickup. Running back stepped up in the hole. I couldn't like decipher everything that was going on, yeah. but the nice clean pocket. You saw a lot of moving pieces from the Browns, like linemen slooping, uh, uh, looping around, linebackers inserting. Uh, and just a nice clean pocket for Jalen Hurts on a couple of those. But uh, four for four there um, from the uh, the Eagles offense to start. And then they come back out. Uh, the big play on the next set of reps for the Eagles starters was a Kenny Gainwell bubble screen where Ke- Quez Watkins and A.J. Brown were on the perimeter. Both guys did an outstanding job locking up their guys at the point of attack, uh, helping to free Gainwell down the right sideline. It seems like that the – Eagles got to see a lot of different looks, and that's the benefit of these practices yeah. is stuff that, okay, you're going against the same defense pretty much day in and day out for three weeks outside of the one preseason game against the Jets. Well, here it's a controlled environment. Yep. And again, the coaches met up beforehand to say, what do you want to run? What do you want to see? So we're getting to a point where you're starting to think about September 11th, Detroit Lions, week one. What are the things that we haven't seen in camp? What, sure. are, what are things that a different team, a different scheme can present? So uh, it's good to see that some of those blitz looks and see how some of these, especially Cam Jurgens to me at center, it seems like by all accounts, he acquitted himself nicely today. I will, I will say the one big thing that did pop up, there were a number of false start penalties from the Eagles offense today okay. uh, in team sessions. So, um, you know, and I couldn't see exactly who jumps off sides on those, but yeah. if you're getting a lot of them, Typically, that's a, a center and quarterback kind of cadence okay. thing. So you want to make sure that those kind of things get cleaned up, uh, obviously, before the regular season gets here. So uh, that's what happens to me for with me in the first team session. I don't know if uh, you've got your notes. I from think I, that first I went one. through Jordan Davis was one of the highlights I wanted to point out. Some of the formation stuff we're, we're seeing Fletcher Cox work, you know, both tackle and end here. We're seeing a lot of Milton Williams mix in with that group. Uh, talked about Kaiser White with the coverage ability already. Were sort of the highlights from from the team session. Um, Special teams, a couple interesting okay, notes today. So, one, did you see where Devin Allen hurdled? Um, he was he was a gunner, and then he ended up blocking his man to the ground and then hurdled him. And and then A.J. Brown was asked about after practice, and A.J. Brown goes, well, the guy's an Olympian. What did you expect? Yeah, what did you expect? Exactly right. I, I actually missed that, Rob. I was watching the offensive line on the other field. Gotcha. So that happened. And then Aaron Sipos We've seen that he's got a booming leg. Yep. And I didn't catch who the returner was. I was watching from the end zone perspective where Sipos was kicking away from me, and he punts the ball so far that the Browns returner has to turn around and you know go to track it down, and he ends up dropping the ball on the ground mm. because he, he misplayed it. So, um, And that drew some rave reviews from, from his teammates. So just a little, little something from the special teams. I know you had put in the practice notes that you went to watch some of the yeah, offensive the, the line work were working on during some that screen, time. Uh, some screen drills uh, over on the other field at that point. Uh, then they got back together for another set of team drills it was a a third down like money down period this is where the Cleveland's defense really started to kind of lock things down. So I mentioned that first team period, uh, Hertz was four for four. On this one, five throws, only one completion. Uh, it was an impressive one to Dallas Goddard. Goddard was uh, matched up on the corner, Greedy Williams on the backside of a four. So he was by himself outside, matched up against the starting corner for the Browns, a former second round pick. Uh, and Greedy Williams, who was a first round talent, uh, fell to the second round. And uh, Goddard showed the ability to separate uh, against a, a top flight corner. So I thought that was really impressive. But outside of that, uh, the 
pressure uh, was able to get home in a couple of these. Uh, the coverage, you could tell that uh, Jalen Hurts was having to hold the ball, hold the ball, and break the pocket. So uh, the coverage for Cleveland started to lock in a little bit. Um, now, they did bounce back in the second part of that session, the starters. Uh, he came back with a completion to A.J. Brown in a slant route, and then he had a nice route. It was a, a nice scramble drill um, where it was early pressure. He avoided it. It wasn't like a, a sack on this one avoids it and takes off down the right sideline for what would have been a first down. So um, that's what happened in that third down period for sure. Yeah, no. So it's it, you're going to get the back and forth but in dur- exactly during these right. joint practices. It's Again, it's seeing how they rebound, seeing how they come back. So uh, so we, we get to the end, and it was a scrimmage session. Now, this is the one time that we're able to all see the same thing. We're all the, looking at the same thing now. Yeah, together. So so the basically the way that they did this was uh, the Browns offense started on the field. So you had the ones versus ones, Browns offense versus Eagles defense. And I should note here, Jacoby Brissett is working with the ones. Yes, Okay, correct. Deshaun Watson is working with the twos. Correct. So given the circumstances that are happening there. So. Right, so uh, so the Eagles defense is out in the field first, and uh, you can take us through uh, what happened in that first sequence there. So for, first sequence on my end, let me go through my notes here. I think the big thing that I noted was Josh Wett chasing down Jacoby Brissett, yep. com- coming up with, with a sack. That was the what closed out the action for the first team unit. So, And then the run defense was sound, clogging up the gaps there again, forcing Hunt and Chubb to have to go to the outside. So uh, are- Zach McPherson was in on one. Uh, there was one Brandon Graham was in on one. Josh Sweat was in on one, mm-hmm. a run stop. So yeah. I thought the, the run defense showed up uh, here on this one for sure. Um, then the offense comes out, and this was – Devontae, Devontae, Devontae. Devontae first three show, plays, yep. yeah. So this was the first three plays, uh, three straight to Devontae. It was a speed out route from the slot uh, against a linebacker. This is something we talked about with Ben Fennel noticed, noticed this in practice uh, last week. Talked about Devontae Smith when he gets in the slot and you play against the defense and playing against zone coverage, you can get some favorable matchups there. And that's exactly what we saw in this period where uh, you saw him matched up against number 44, uh, Taki Taki. You saw mm-hmm. him lined up against number 50, uh, Phillips in space. And then they go to play man-to-man on the third snap. Devontae Smith wins on a slant route and he takes off through the teeth of the defense. It would have gone for a big play. Uh, they ended up He juked a couple dead. defenders. Yeah, no, I was going to say. That, that, was, was a, that was a big play, a legitimate big play uh, yards after catch-wise. So you get three straight plays to Devontae Smith. Then you get a QB draw. Uh, Devontae, or, uh, Jalen Hurts tucks the ball. Uh, Isaac Sayamalo and Cam Jerkins out in front. So that was a, de- a design play uh, up the middle. And then one and of the, then. Uh, the big plays, one of the big plays of the day, it was a Boston Scott run. So he's running to the, uh, to the right, the offense is right. Landon Dickerson comes as a puller from the left side uh, and just completely obliterates a linebacker in the hole. Uh, number 50, Jacob Phillips, um, was there in the hole, and Dickerson uh, got the better. Goodness of that gracious, matchup. yeah. It was a freight train. It was a bug on a windshield. It, yeah. was, a, it was a bad look. Um, but they both got, it wasn't any kind of scuffling or anything like that. Uh, everybody got up. I thought it was actually a really spirited practice, but like nothing like dirty no pushing and shoving like nothing uh, nothing like that i thought it was a a good day overall um then the last play they go back to Devontae. jalen hurts uh, tries to throw a deep ball down the right sideline it falls incomplete but he draws a penalty flag uh pass interference on greedy williams greedy's trying to contest it uh good drawing back and forth on both sides but uh yeah so big play from Devontae smith uh there in that segment so going to the second team unit here again the pass rush especially towards the end marvin wilson who i talked about earlier who was yeah, working in up. he got he got a sack patrick johnson came on at the end and you see the defensive coaches like signaling for wanting the flag for a, for a sack uh they create a false start and then a, a pass break up to start the drill in a, in a 
run stuff is what I had. So overall, the second team defense did a great job of keeping the uh, Cleveland offense at bay. There was a perimeter run to the right side. Davion Taylor flew through the line of scrimmage and was the first guy there. That would have been a TFL. Uh, th- that was uh, one note I wanted to make sure it got in there as well. Uh, I know the, the period ended with one of those where the entire Eagles defense is yelling, sack, 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 yep. sack. The, the, the officials didn't blow it, but uh, the defense certainly thought uh, that they had it. Uh, Second team offense comes out. This is the last sequence of the day. Uh, I would say the highlight for the Eagles in this sequence was a completion from Gardner Minshew to Jack Stoll in the middle of the field. But other than that, uh, there was uh, more defensive pressure. Um, there was like a sack scramble. There was another one where Minshew had to kind of break the pocket. They flew to the ball uh, real well. Yeah, yeah. There, was a, uh, there was a screen pass to Jalen Rager where he got hit basically just as he caught it. There was a nice catch by he Rager caught it, yeah. to make that catch uh, through contact. But uh, like I said, that was that was the end of practice. I, I thought it was a, a good day uh, for both sides. A good day. There's one no, on the Jack Stoll in between two defenders, I thought his development's important because obviously you know what you got in Richard Rodgers. Trusty veteran can come in at any time to sure. hold down the fort. You drafted Grant Calcaterra, but he's been sidelined pretty much all of training camp. If the Eagles want to run 12 personnel, you know, who's going to be the number two tight end? Jack Stoll has taken his game up to another level. So I think there was some thought that maybe, okay, you draft Calcaterra, yep. Tyree Jackson might be back into the mix, and he's expected to be back soon, but Jack Stoll has made strides in this training camp and is trying to do what he can to hold him off after a promising rookie season. No, it's a, a it's going to be a big storyline to follow, obviously, you know, with uh, who's going to be that number two tight end entering the season. We expect that the Eagles continue to use uh, plenty of tight ends in this offense. Well, uh, guys, make sure you go check out our practice notes. Again, uh, 2,200 words, 20 big takeaways uh, from the field here in Berea, Ohio. Myself and C-Mac, we will be back tomorrow uh, right here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, breaking down everything from the second of two Eagles-Browns joint practices.